Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Cavanici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today for a very, very special episode. Another interview for you today, but a very special interview. We are speaking with Sudanese rower Ezra Kogali. Now, people who have listened to this show for quite some time and listened to us back during our Tokyo coverage might remember on opening ceremony day, day zero, if you want to call that of the Tokyo Olympics, we awarded our first ever athlete of the day to... Ezra, she created history at the Tokyo Olympics as her nation's first ever rower, ever, in the history of the Olympics, either male or female. She competed in the women's single skulls. And what we didn't also really touch on during that episode and the day that we gave that award to Ezra is she created history at the opening ceremony as Sudan's first ever female flag bearer, which obviously is a pretty big deal in itself. So we wanted to get Ezra on to talk a little bit about her journey, her very unique journey into the sport of rowing and how she was able to go from many different sports to competing for her country at the Olympics and just everything else in between, a very inspirational athlete. And unfortunately, my Arabic is not very good. And unfortunately... Ezra's English wasn't all that good. So we have a bit of help here on this episode. Uh, Amina Dara, uh, uh, nearly an Olympic rower herself, didn't quite pursue it. But uh, she joined us on the line here to translate this chat with Ezra. So what you're going to hear is obviously a very unique chat, a, a unique podcast here. There's obviously going to be English followed by Arabic followed by English. Uh, the line, the technical side of things wasn't overly fantastic. So uh, we obviously have a bit of a technical challenge on this interview that you will hear. But I really do recommend listening to every single word of this because it really is a fascinating chat just hearing from Ezra and the challenges, the so many challenges that she had to overcome in order to make it to Tokyo and what she hopes that her appearance at the Tokyo Olympics will not only do for the sport of rowing in Sudan, but for sport in general in her country. So this could well be the most inspirational chat you will ever hear on this show. So without further ado, here is our chat with Sudanese rower Ezra Kogali. I'm very excited for our next guest here on Off the Podium, a very special one we have today. Back during the Tokyo Olympics, we had on day zero, the, the day basically of the opening ceremony, our athlete of the day was a Sudanese rower by the name of Ezra Kogali, 
who created history on many levels during the Tokyo Olympics. Not only was she the country's first ever female rower, she was the country's first ever rower as well, and also went on to carry the flag at the opening ceremony that night for Sudan and became Sudan's first ever female flag bearer at the Olympics. We are absolutely honoured to be able to speak to Ezra a little bit more today about her career in rowing and her experiences at the Olympics and I would like to welcome her on the line right now as well as her translator Amina to Off the Podium today. So to Ezra and Amina, both of you, welcome to Off the Podium. Um, welcome, uh, Ben. Thank you for introducing us and for having us in your podcast. Um, yeah, it's Raya Allah, good day, Salat Rahibiya. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. She said, uh, um, uh, thank you so much for introducing us. And she hopes that this uh, in, uh, quite, uh, like interview, podcast interview, uh, will be very uh, exciting and very informative. Me too. I really do as well. I can say that. Which I'd love. I'd love to learn um, from Ezra. How did she get into rowing? How how did she get started in, in the sport? And sort of what led her on this journey that led to an Olympic Games. كيف يا إسراء كانت بدايتك في التجديف لحد ما وصلت للأولمبيات؟ أنا بدأت التجديف ألفين كانت uh, she started she started drawing in 2015 and it was uh, it was just she started up uh, not okay, not frequently just um, just she practiced drawing but not she didn't uh, like do it um, uh, do it uh, like in a professional way okay it's wrong Okay, I usually practice several sports, but I was uh, so, um, so passionate to try a different kind of sport as rowing. So I, I thought of uh, just going into that field of sport growing and practice it was the olympics something that you had always strived towards in the other sports that you sort of were competing in was that the ultimate dream هل الاولمبياد كانت حاجه انت سعيت ليها وكان حلمك النهائي انك تصلي ليها اكيد اي رياضي بيحلم انه يصل للاولمبياد وانا كان نفسي شديد انه اصل للاولمبياد for me as an athlete it was always my dream to participate in the olympic and become the first one to represent my country sudan in the olympic and uh, it was a nice experience and um, uh, though i faced a lot of challenges but i enjoyed it a lot in terms of rowing in sudan i mean how how was it sort of when she started in terms of were there many other rowers in the country or kind of was it was Ezra really the first to i guess uh, you know really give it a go to try and go towards an olympics 
آه بالنسبة للتجديف هل أنت كنت الشخصية الوحيدة في التجديف ولا كانوا في ناس تانيين معاك وشوية تكلمينا في الموضوع ده؟ في المنزل بتاع التجديف يعني إحنا زي أربع بنات يعني عملوا تصفيات للمؤهلة لما كنا مسافرين لتونس كانت فيها البطولة بتاعت المؤهلة للأولمبياد وفيها البطولة الأفريقية عملوا تصفيات في السودان وأنا كنت أحسن زمان فسافرت يعني دخلت المؤهلة للأولمبياد ومنها جاتني الفرصة بتاعت الأولمبياد عن طريق الفوتا um, Okay, actually uh, in the Royal Federation there are many girls who are uh, who, who practice rowing and she is one of them and uh, the way she went to the Olympic there was uh, several championships before the, the, the final competition so it was the African championship and also there was a championship in Tunisia and uh, after the competition Isra scored the best time so based on her record she was uh, successfully uh, selected to, to participate in the uh, Olympic in Tokyo. Fantastic, fantastic. She mentioned obviously some many challenges having to, to overcome in order to get to the Olympics. Would she be able to share with us some of the, the challenges that she did have to overcome along that journey? أنواع التحديات الواجهتك هي شنو؟ يعني السودان يعني إمكانياته كانت بسيطة يعني من حتى لما سافرنا تونس يعني مقارنة بالدول الأفريقية يعني في إمكانياته للمنشط بسيطة فأنا كنت بشوف يعني إمكانيات عالية وكون إنه بحس إنه زمني ما بعيد يعني زمن بيت بفرق الإمكانيات العالية دي، فده بالنسبة لي كان يعني تحدي، وكنت بحاول يعني أبذل أقصى ما يعني بقدر عليه في التمارين عشان أحقق زمن جديد للسودان، بالرغم من إنه يعني السودان مويته مويت النيل ما بتخلينا إنه نقدر حتى كتمارين نكون واصلين طول السنة. عشان الدميرة وإنه يعني المشاكل الحاصلة في البلد أصلاً يعني صلا برضو يعني بتخلي إنه الزول ما يكون قادر يواصل التمارين فتحديات عشان كلها تحديات عشان أقدر أصل للتمارين وأقدر أصل للأولمبياد بلس إنه يعني أنا طالبة جامعية بحدث في الماستر في لوم الحاسوب وكمان إنه أنا أم للطفلة يعني عشان أقدر أعمل بلانس بيناتهم يعني كانت حكاية مرهقة وشاقة وكوني إن أنا قدرت وفقت بيناتهم ووصلت للأولمبياد so basically, uh, Isra stated that the, 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 the major challenge that she faced that the, um, the, the Sudan has not the that advanced equipment for rowing. I mean, like the boat, the boats that we use for rowing. 
so um, uh, so she faced that uh, challenge even when she went to Tunisia for the championship uh, she was confident that her um, that her um, time was not that different from the first and the second one so she believes that if she uh, found the support the financial support and also other support and the training the good training she will achieve a good uh, time also she said like uh, in Sudan we practice in the in the river Nile and it's not possible all the year to practice since there's a floating season and it would be very difficult so the practicing is not regular so uh, and also during the past years we suffered from a political uh, uh, protest and as you know and as the, the world knows that uh, our country uh, uh, like uh, there was a revolution so uh, so it was difficult to practice regularly and uh, aside to that she said like uh, one of the challenges that she's uh, she also she's a master student and uh, she's she's doing her masters at university and also she's a mother so that was also a challenge for her so despite all these challenges she was able to uh, to to uh, like to work hard on herself and to try to balance between the uh, practicing rowing like her sport and her house in the same time and she was able successfully to achieve her goal by going to the Olympic in Tokyo and she is very happy and proud of this achievement. Wow that's that's an incredible story was it that goal of as she was mentioning going to the Olympics it just kept pushing her through all those adversities you know through through everything there just that ultimate goal of, of representing Sudan at the Olympics just kept driving her closer and closer to it. يعني قال لك بمجهوداتك دي كلها قدرت توصل الاولمبيات وبالتحديات دي. يعني يعني كون انه الزول ما دخل ولا حتى معسكر واحد ولعب مع ابطال اولمبيين يعني بالنسبه له دي تحديات ودي تحدي يعني. She said also she's very glad that although she was not able to attend a close uh, training uh, uh, like camp. Uh, outside her country, and she was able to uh, get in the in the championship with with world known rowers, and at least at least get a good time. Uh, so she's very very proud of this her of her achievement, and she she expects in the future that uh, uh, she uh, may or she will like achieve a better time, and she will. Uh, do best in the future when she achieved that qualifying time what was the emotions like realizing that she was officially an olympian she was she was going to the olympics كان لك اللحظه اللي اختاروك عشان تمشي الاولمبياد كان شعورك شنو قلت في البدايه حاسه زي حلم لانه اما يعني طول طول عمري ومن انا صغيره يعني انا بديت الرياضه من انا عمري خمس سنوات وانا كنت حابه انه امثل يعني في الاولمبياد حتى لما كنت في 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 كورس بتاع ليفل 1 للقوس والسهم كان الخبير الفرنسي اداني الدبوس قال لي انت حتشاركي في الاولمبياد في 2020 ف 
يعني كنت محتار انه هو يعني ليش شاف, شاف الحاجه دي فيني وكانت بالنسبه لي يعني حاجه بسطانه من جواي وستيل انه كنت احس انه هو حلم فلاحظ انه يعني جاء الاتحاد وقال لي انه انا حسافر وكده يعني كان شعور ما بيوصف يعني ولحد ما سافرت ودخلت التصفيات يعني حتى كده يعني حسيت بجد بغيمة الأولمبياد أكتر وحبيتها شديد يعني حبيت الفكرة إنه الزول أتعرف على ناس جديدة وبيئة مختلفة وشاف يعني تطورات أكتر في اللعبة بتاعته Well, she said the moment she was informed that she will be participating in the Olympic, uh, it was a dream for her. Uh, she never thought it like she would be like she would be selected. So uh, um, she said also that uh, uh, she used to practice several sports uh, when she was a child, and uh, diving and also the archery. So uh, one of the uh, one of the coaches. He uh, he predicted for her in the future that she will be uh, an Olympic. Uh, uh, she will represent her her country in the Olympic. So many years passed, and finally she got that chance to represent her country. She also said that this experience uh, made her get to build a good network uh, connections with people there and get to explore different culture from her culture. And she was really excited with this experience. Although, uh, 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 probably she didn't achieve the, the, the thing that she wanted, but it was a new avenue for her, and she's looking forward in the future. What was it like when she arrived in Tokyo, just on that sort of cultural aspect of, of arriving in Japan and, and realizing she's there and meeting people from all around the world and sort of getting that taste of what the Olympics are about. كان شعوري شنو لما وصلت لطوكيو ولقيت الناس. شعور حلو يعني انك تكون في بيئه كل حوالينك فيها رياضيين ومن رياضات مختلفه. تكون انه الزول يعني يكون مع ابطال هو كان بيشوفهم في التلفزيون وانه يعني بقى اليوم دي هو واحد منا ومعاهم يعني uh, uh, okay, she said uh, it was a very nice feeling uh, when she arrived to Tokyo, um, especially that all the environment is just all people speaking sports and the environment is sports, and you see uh, um, uh, you see people coming from different places uh, uh, in the world, and those uh, those rowers that we see them in the TV. Finally, she is with them, uh, 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 taking the, the championship and uh, enjoying the atmosphere, the general atmosphere. So she enjoyed it a lot. Does she have the opportunity to talk to some of those rowers and, and maybe get some advice and kind of, you know, see what it's like to sort of, for these athletes who are out there a little bit more and kind of, you know, take some of that advice on board to, to help her sort of go along? هل كان عندك فرصة أن تتكلمي مع واحد من المجدفين وتأخذي منه نصائح في التجديف أثناء وجودك هناك؟ أيوة تعرفت 
هو قصدي مدربين ولا لاعبين؟ يعني على لاعبين هناك؟ لاعبين ايوه تعرفت على لعبه من من تونس اللعبة من المغرب سوري ولعبة من قطر واللاعب الليبي يعني تعرفت على سارة من من المغرب وعلى دالا من قطر وعلى حسين قبور من ليبيا وعلى عبد الخالق من مصر يعني كنت أكثر يعني بتاع يعني أول يتعاملوا معي يعني اللي هم من الدول العربية آه واتكلموا معي برضو مسؤولين من الاتحاد الدولي بتاع التكدير ويوم الافتتاح كان آه جات آه واحدة يعني عجبة زي بتاعي صورت معي فبتسأل فيني إنه أنت بنيات ومنشط فقلت لها أنا من مسؤولة التكدير فطلعت هي المدربة بتاعت يو اس اي بتاعت التكييف وكانت مبسوطة يعني انه انه صورت معي يعني كان لبسي عجيبة فكان بالنسبة لي يعني حاجة حلوة. ويل شي سيد بيزيكلي شي ميت ميني روورز فروم ذا عرب وورلد شي ميت فروم رور فروم قطر اند اولسو سارا فروم موروكو from Libya and Abdel Khalik from Egypt and also many other uh, uh, many other rowers and uh, they were very happy for having her uh, with them and also she was able to find uh, uh, or to get in touch with the International Rowing Federation the people in charge in the International Rowing Federation also she was very happy to uh, uh, to meet the coach for of the USA uh, uh, team she actually she was very uh, happy for for seeing Isra wearing the uh, traditional costume and she went to her and asked her about the, her our Sudanese traditional costume which we call a taupe a taupe Sudani the traditional the Sudanese taupe and she took a picture with her and it if you saw it it was in the logo behind just behind the um, the Olympic uh, logo. The, the, so the ring it was fantastic. a nice experience. Wow. For wow. her. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Great, great, great experiences. It must then also be, I mean, two part question. First part, become an Olympian, but creating that history, as I said before, to be the country's first ever rower. I mean, what, what did that mean to Ezra to to be Sudan's first ever rower at the Olympics? Uh, ممكن يعني أنا ما تتكرر الفرصة دي يعني يعني فرصة من الاتحاد الدولي إنه تمنع لاعبين من التكييف السوداني إنه يشاركوا ف يعني كون إنه زول يعني يحظى بحاجة زي دي ويكون مميز يعني دي حاجة كبيرة لأي زول فأنا يعني مبسوطة وفخورة كده بنفسي و يعني حتى 
حتى بدي يعني تم بتابعني بالاولمبياد فكل ما تجي الصور بتاعت التجديف يعني بتقول يعني بتكون مبسوطه وانه بتقول يعني انه ماما في المركب وكده حتى هي بق يعني هي رغم انه عمرها ثلاث سنوات لكن يعني هي بقت تقول انه هي عايز تركب التجديف يعني ذات تركب القارب بتاع التجديف وبرضه لاحظت انه انا رفعتها على السودان يعني برضه بقت راسخه في في مخها فكل ما تشوف يعني عالم العالم بتاع السودان مدفوع في مكان بتقول انه يعني تأشر عليه وتقول انه يعني ماما انت كنت شايله ده صح يعني رغم انه هي صغيره انه كون انه يعني بدي تكون فخوره بالحاجه دي وفخوره بي آه يعني كانت بالنسبه لي حاجه حلوه شديد آه انه قدرت اثرت يعني برضه على كثير من الناس وانه سالوا عن التكتيب آه كمنشط وانه اشتهر ذاته المنشط بتاع التكتيب في السودان وانه اكون غدوه لبنات سودانيات انه يجي يواصلوا المنشط وكذا فحاجه ما بسيطه يعني Uh, she said she feels that she's a special uh, person, uh, especially for getting this very rare opportunity to represent her country. Uh, this chance was given from the International Rowing Federation, and it was particularly sent with her, uh, 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 with her name. So she was selected among all the rowers uh, uh, from the um, uh, rowing uh, Sudanese Rowing Federation. So her feeling was very special, and she felt um, she felt very special that her daughter, when she sees us during the championship, uh, she just uh, uh, points and said, "That's my mother in the boat. I want to wow. be in the boat just like my mother when I grow up." So it was very, uh, very like um, a very special moment that her daughter is proud of her. And Fantastic. even she said the time where, and she said even at the time where she was, uh, she was uh, walking and holding the flag of Sudan, and uh, this this moment was very special to her. She felt very proud that she's doing something for her country, and also her daughter. When she arrived, she she sees her daughter holding the flag of Sudan, up just like her mother did. Also, she said when she came. Many uh, people uh, uh, be- yeah, be- like began to ask her about the rowing, and is it like it's a safe, uh, uh, cha- uh, like safe sport for ladies to practice, and she wanted to be a role model for every Sudanese uh, young lady if she would like to practice this sport, and she sees her as a very like. Um, uh, like fantastic experience and she feels responsible to always represent a good image of the Sudanese um, young athlete. Fantastic. Wow. And does she, would she like to see her daughter grow up and, and follow in her footsteps and compete in the Olympics in rowing? <laughs> يعني من من قبل من عمر سنتين آه يعني نزلت السباحة وأكيد حكون معها ودعمها لحد ما توصل هي كمان للأولمبياد 
يعني في المجال اللي هي حتختاره لما تكبر لكن انا يعني بديت لعب السباحه لانه هي بتفتح لها مجالات رياضيه كثيره يعني وانا ذاتي بداتي كانت سباحه انا احس كل امك كانت رياضيه تمام انت ما قلتيها شي سيد شي سيد ديفينتلي اي ويل ليت اي ويل اي ويل اي ويل ليت ماي دوتر ستارت ان ذا سبورتس اي اوريدي registered her at one of the swimming pools and since she's two years old she's been practicing swimming and uh, that's the first sport that she uh, she started with swimming and also I would like just to mention that uh, even Isra didn't mention it but Isra her mother was also uh, an athlete she used wow. to play volleyball and she was a championship uh, she like she uh, she participated in many championships and all her family they participated in several championships so they come from a sport like a very yeah. like family like a very family sport business. family like uh, <laughs> basketball diving rowing football and so on wow that's incredible that's that's absolutely amazing for sure i think her daughter yes, definitely yes. will be <laughs> yes. going to it going to an olympics one day i mean i mentioned in the beginning ezra mentioned a little bit there as well that honor of carrying the flag in the opening ceremony and, and creating history as the first ever female flag bearer from Sudan. I mean, what was that feeling like walking out into the stadium carrying the flag? وبالاخص انه اللحظه دي بالذات يعني بتفضل راسخه في عقول الكثير يعني المتابعين للسودان يعني والما سودانيين يعني لحظه لحظه الافتتاح ده بيكون يعني بيشاهد العديد ملايين من الناس فكون انه الزول يكون يعني يحظى باللحظه دي وانه هو اللي يعني يديه فرصه انه هو يرفع علم بلده يعني حاجه كده يعني احساس كده بخلي الزول فخور بروح شديد um, she said she felt really proud uh, um, holding the flag of Sudan during the opening ceremony and uh, uh, especially at this moment the opening ceremony or the opening um, uh, the opening of the olympic that many people watched watch it from around the world so it will become like a memorial time that nobody will forget it ever and she's very happy to be part of um, uh, like of this moment representing her country as the first female to hold the flag of Sudan well including Australia we obviously watched it uh, in this part of the world and and on on our show we were <laughs> so inspired by her performance and and on that day as well we we absolutely loved seeing her row we we gave her our athlete of the day on that that very first episode so she has fans in australia She's happy and laughing. That's good. I'm glad. This thing will make her very happy and proud. 
She said like next to the building that they were in the Olympic village where they stayed. So she said like next to the building there were their Australian um, uh, the Australian rowers or maybe like sport maybe she said like she met a lot of them and she's very happy to see them from far and saying hello. Wow, nice, nice. Good to see that that connection there. How how did she feel she performed at at the Olympics? Kind of was she happy with how she eventually went in her event? هل أنت كنت سعيدة وراضية بأدائك في الأولمبيات؟ أنا كنت سعيدة بأدائي لكن كنت متمنة إنه يعني ألقى دعم ومعسكرات أكثر عشان يعني أكون راضية كل الرضا الأداء اللي حقدمه يعني رغم الظروف برضو راضية يعني بالحاجة اللي قدمتها لكن كنت يعني طامحة إنه أقدم أداء أحسن well, she said um, uh, she's happy with the participation in the championship. Uh, though she was expecting to get like uh, um, more uh, support, like uh, uh, training uh, camps and also some other supports. So uh, she said, despite these uh, circumstances that and the challenges that I have mentioned previously, I am satisfied and happy with my achievement and I'm hoping that in the future I will get a good uh, uh, score and a good time, we save time. So is the goal now to go towards Paris and, and as you were saying, improving on those times and, and go towards a, another Olympics and just keep on improving? Uh, Definitely, for sure, that's my next goal to participate in uh, the Olympic in Paris 2024 and get a good score this time. Well, in 11 years' time, the Olympics are in Brisbane. I mean, I, I, I'm predicting this now. She, she's going to keep improving and improving and then come to Australia in 11 years' time and she can leave with a medal around her neck. I think that that's the improvement that's going to keep on going. Yes, yes, we hope so. Which also, sort of what she was talking about before, does she hope that her, her performances, her achievements will inspire more people in Sudan to to row would, would she like to be joined by some Sudanese teammates come Paris 2024 that she's got some got some people there to compete with alongside of her يعني هل تفتكر انه تجربتك دي بتلهم يعني على من السودانيات اللي يشاركوا او يدخلوا مجال التجديف ويشاركوا فيه لحد ما يوصلوا الاولمبياد بتاعت باريس 2024 أكيد يعني لما جيت السودان يعني لقيت قبول كثير حتى قلت إنه تجربتي يعني حفزت كثير من الناس يعني كم من الناس ولا كان الأولاد يعني بقى عندهم قبول وبيسألوا من الاتحاد ومع بس كذا يعني حتى الاتحاد قام مشهد الأندية التابعة للاتحاد يعني يعني بقى الصورة بتاعت التحفيز يعني ما بس على الناس كأشخاص يعني حتى الاتحاد بقى عنده اهتمام انه ينشط 
الأضمنت باقي الأندية عشان يعني الناس تكون جاهزة أكثر لباقي She said, uh, my experience actually encouraged many uh, um, like uh, female athletes to practice not only the females but also the, um, the uh, we say the boys or the men to, uh, to participate and, uh, and, and to get ready and practice for the upcoming Olympic Championship in Paris 2024. And not only that, but also the uh, administration of the uh, Sudanese Rowing Federation has uh, encouraged other uh, other rowing um, uh, other rowing uh, clubs in different places in Sudan. Like we have in the Khartoum, we have in um, in Havil in Lama. All these are belonging to the Sudanese Rowing Federation to resume the practicing. And to get ready uh, for uh, to to prepare their athlete to practice, so she thinks that her experience actually motivated people, or motivated uh, motivated people to practice more seriously uh, for the coming Olympic um, championship, which will be held in Paris 2024. Fantastic, fantastic! It's really such a an inspirational story that we really wanted to to share here on the show and and hear from Ezra and just kind of hear this and it's it really has been amazing to to learn so much about her journey uh, i mean we really do look forward to seeing how it's going to progress between now and and paris and just uh obviously wish her all the the best of luck moving forward and and see her again march out into that stadium in in, in paris and uh just keep on improving inspiring the next generation of uh sudanese rowers and sudanese athletes as well it really is an inspiring story and we really appreciate ezra chatting with us today on the show انك حتكوني عامل محفز لباقي الرياضيين انه يشاركوا ويمثلوا السودان في اولمبياد باريس 2024 ومتمنين نشوفك في الاستاد بتاع باريس هناك ممثل السودان زي ما مثلتيه في اليابان ونحب نشكر لك مشاركتك مره اخرى. كمان مبسوطه باللقاء معك وبحيي كل الشعب الاسترالي على حبهم لي. وان شاء الله تكون قد الثقه يعني بنت شايفينها وحاطينها فينا. She said she's very happy with uh, this um, uh, meeting and she also uh, through you she wants to convey her uh, like she wants to say hello to her fans in Australia and uh, she she feels that it's a great responsibility for her to to continue and represent her country. in a very uh, uh, good way and she's she's thanking you once again well it's been our pleasure and, and please uh thank you for for again joining us and uh we obviously appreciate the time and to you amina thank you for for being here and and helping us uh have this conversation a little bit more too i, I need to practice next time and uh, i'll improve my language skills so that uh that we can we can talk just one-on-one <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's it's my pleasure. And I also I would like to mention 
that um, one of Isra's, uh, uh, one of the rowers, um, also I was her colleague in the rowing. So, but I quit it long time since right. um, uh, right. I'm focusing now in my specialty. I'm a pharmacist and I did my PhD in Japan also. I've stayed oh, there wow. for three years. Wow. Yes. So, uh, so it was a var- very nice consequence that I just arrived from Japan and tra- traveled to Japan for the championship. Wow. I just arrived last year. So uh, we are very glad, uh, Mr. Ben, that you had us in this podcasting. And from this, um, we would like to say it like, uh, still though we are suffering from many obstacles in our country, Sudan, but yet we continue to do sport and to, to represent our country worldwide very, like very uh, in a good in a good we try to draw a good picture of our country and what a female lady can do so we thank you ben finally and uh, we hope to continue these interviews in the future and a massive massive thanks to both ezra and amina for their time obviously uh Again, I need to work on my Arabic, I feel, moving forward to uh, to really uh, go for that interview in the future. But uh, obviously, we, we very much thank Amina there for translating and kind of helping us get our questions out. And what an inspirational athlete uh, Ezra is there. Again, just the challenges you overcome, rowing in the Nile River, if you don't mind, and obviously going on to create history as the country's first ever female flag bearer. Such a, an amazing, amazing story and one that we are so honored to hear from Ezra there. And I can safely say we are probably the only ever Australian podcast to speak with a Sudanese rower. So we also like to create history here on the show. But uh, again, massive thanks to both Ezra and Amina for their time. Now, we've got plenty more to come still on Off the Podium. So many more great interviews coming your way to keep you entertained between now and Beijing. We're pumping them out. We know you're enjoying them and we know you're going to keep on enjoying them as we move forward closer to the 2022 Winter Olympics. If you want to get in touch with us, you want to let us know what you thought of this interview or any of our other past episodes, hit us up on social media, search for Off the Podium, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is where you can find us. And while you're there, hit us up on the podcast channels, hit that subscribe button, leave us some feedback, leave us a rating. We'd love to hear from you and just get the vibe, get the general vibe of what you're thinking of the show. We're enjoying bringing it to you and we are hoping that you're enjoying listening to it at the same time. Again, massive thanks to Ezra, massive thanks to Amina. My name is Ben, this is Off the Podium and as always, go left. Turn your